Welcome to Women Waken, a holistic guide to wellness and abundant self-love, where we navigate healing, relationships, building self-confidence, and unconditional self-love and acceptance for an abundant life. I'm your host, Whitney Walker. I'm a licensed mental health therapist, and I specialize in substance abuse, addiction, eating disorders, trauma, and spirituality. On this, my first solo episode that I'll release every Friday, which focuses on identifying and healing patterns, issues, concerns that we may be looking to resolve, heal, break, and so that we can move on. Today, I'm focusing on how do we know when we have developed an addiction or disorder? How do we know the line between occasionally overdoing it, sometimes going too far, and actually having a consistent problematic relationship with be it food, drugs, alcohol, sex, money, whatever it might be. So take a listen and enjoy. Hi, everybody. Whitney here with a solo episode. So I am going to start releasing three episodes a week, two solo episodes and one interview episode. So on Mondays, I'm going to release an episode that's related to really embracing self-love and some of the more divine feminine concepts. And then on Wednesdays, I release my guest episode. And on Fridays, I'm releasing more an a identifying and healing episode, which means identifying some of the challenges, core false beliefs, unhealthy coping mechanisms, things that are in our life, habits, tendencies, cycles we've been in, and how we can begin to break free. And today I wanted to talk about something that came up in an interview I just did for a woman who focuses her work on money, wealth and money, mindset, approach to money. Her name is Vanille, and she was actually on my show. Fabulous episode. I'll put that in the show notes. What I wanted to get into is, so in my conversation with Vanille, I quickly related money to food and sex. Because when we tend to have challenges with these things, tend to abuse these things or have a complicated, dysfunctional relationship with these things, they all show up fairly similarly. The reason why is that they're all based in energy, right? When we have an eating disorder, it's, you know, food is energy to us. It fuels us, it satiates us, it nourishes us. It helps us to feel good and comforted and healthy. Yet we can complicate that relationship until it becomes unhealthy and is no longer serving us. Same with money, right? Money is an energy. It allows for us to have opportunity to do and create and experience the things we want to. However, we can complicate that relationship. We can feel a lack mentality and we can you know, deprive ourselves, we can deplete ourselves of money, or we can, you know, hoard and collect money. It's all kind of the same thing. So what I wanted to talk about today, again, this is an episode about identification, identifying the things that we're looking to shift, heal, change within us, within our lives, so that we can get closer 
to that place of feeling more at peace with ourselves and greater freedom, right? Because anyone who struggles with an addiction or a disorder knows that it feels like the opposite of freedom. It feels like you're bound by this, that you're imprisoned. And from my own experience, I struggled for 20 plus years with an eating disorder and for, you know, 15 plus years with substance and alcohol abuse and still struggling with love, addiction, sex addiction, all that stuff. Especially for me, the eating disorder part was just like a living hell. It's, it's a nightmare. Um, it's like you have this like perfectly natural thing that becomes so unnatural and becomes such somehow becomes so complicated and complex. Something as simple as eating what we need, taking in what we need, and then moving on with our lives. I just couldn't do that second part. Somehow I just overcomplicated my relationship with food. I either wanted all of it and everything, or I was trying to eat as little as possible. It affects how you look, how you show up because of your weight. So it can just become a very complicated relationship. So what I wanted to talk about today is to help people who feel like, because I, I was on this podcast, this woman asked, how do you know when you have an eating disorder rather than just trying to diet, trying to change your body, trying to get healthy? How do you step into the realm of a disorder? Which is a great question. And I get asked that a lot also in regards to addiction. How do you know if you're an alcoholic? How do you know if you have a drug problem? It's not always as obvious as it, you know, as the extreme cases where somebody's lost their job and their spouse and their family and their home and they're on the streets. It's not always that level. It can just be starting to impair you and your life. And it, the number one thing to me is like, look inside. Is it making you feel turmoil and distress and dysfunction and anxiety and misery, suicidality? Those are all things that came up for me when I was realizing like, huh, maybe I have a problem here. For me, it wasn't showing up as much outside. So I didn't think about it. You know, I didn't think I had a problem until I was like, well, if it feels like a problem to me, then it is a problem. And I would hear that a lot. I used to do AA, Alcoholics Anonymous, the 12-step program. And a lot of people were like, yeah, I didn't address it because I felt like I wasn't bad enough, right? It wasn't bad enough. So I can't be an alcoholic. I can't have a problem. But the truth is that if it's a problem for you, it's a problem for you. If you want to disengage from something, if you want to break a habit or a cycle that's impacting you, your emotional well-being, your physical, mental well-being, then it's worth addressing, right? So the topic, the focus is what I've called false solution fixations. That just kind of like, I put that together because I was thinking about all of these things, money, weight, and food substances, drugs and alcohol, love, gamble, whatever it is, there's so many different things. We think that they are the answer to solve something. And they often, or always in the term, in the, you know, in the case of addiction, become a fixation. A big part of it is because it becomes like our own little micro world, our own little private personal drama when we can't handle life outside of ourselves, when we don't know what to do with ourselves, because maybe we feel like we don't know who we are or what we like or what we want to, maybe we can't identify our passions and maybe we feel like we don't have a place in the world, like we don't belong. A lot of us feel that way with an addiction or with a disorder. You know, I know for me, the eating disorder, when I look back, it took up almost all of my time. I remember I had journals from when I was like in high school and I would say the only things I think about are this guy who I was absolutely obsessed with. 
and eating and my weight. Those are the only, I was like, I don't know what else I used to think about. I remember writing that. I was like, I'm trying to remember what I used to spend my time like focusing on before I developed an eating disorder and an infatuation with a guy. <laughs> so that's as obsessions can give us something to do, right? In a world that can feel way too nebulous and way too big and scary. So it can be kind of fixation, but it's also a false solution, right? My belief in a lot of, you know, popular theories is that all addictions are means of resolving trauma, wounding, pain, disconnect, painful core false beliefs with us. We're hurting. We don't feel good in our bodies, in our emotional bodies, in our mind. So we're looking for something to treat that, to address that, rather than get to the source itself. I've mentioned this a few times now because I just started reading The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer which I highly recommend, fabulous book. And he talks about sort of an analogy for this is that most of us don't want to feel pain. And we don't, certainly don't want to like dive into it and get to the cause of it. So it's like having a big thorn in your arm. And rather than trying to make the effort to take it out, the source of the pain, we try to micromanage our entire world around not agitating that pain, not you know, eliciting a response, not like knocking it and how that hurts. So we like create this whole system. Part of it is addictions, right? If I just get enough people interested in me, if I have enough sexual partners who give me attention and feels like intimacy, then maybe it won't hurt that thorn in my side. But if we took it out, we wouldn't need to treat that pain. We'd stop abusing ourselves, self-destructing just to avoid this. The problem is that sometimes it's hard to know how to get to that pain, where that epicenter is, where it came from. And there's so much out there now, right? So that, that's good news. It, it can be overwhelming, but it's the good news is that you have a lot of resources out there that people are, are talking about this. They're addressing this. They're giving you tips. How to identify your trauma, how to work with your trauma, how to heal your trauma. How to find your pain, how to find what your wounding is. What are your core false beliefs? So in this episode, I'm just kind of wanting to shed light on this and then I'll expand on it in future episodes. But the idea is to first identify. And maybe even before that is just to ask the questions. Because just like that interviewer, Vanille, asked me today, when does it become a disorder? When does it become an addiction? And why do certain addictions develop and not others? So maybe check in with yourself. Do you feel that there are some things that you have become fixated on that have started to take up a lot of, as the kids say now these days, real estate in our head, right? Where you might realize like, oh, I spend like a lot of time obsessing over my weight, or I spend a lot of time thinking about when I'm going to be able to go home and drink every day, or when kind of counting down the hours and the days until it's the weekend and I get to go party. Like, is there a reason? You know, or it can be sex and love. Am I afraid to not be in a relationship? Why? Do I freak out when I'm single? What's, is there, what's your thorn in your side, right? What are you using as your fixation or false solution to something? Because the problem with these things is that they're not a solution because they don't actually, actually resolve the main issue. 
They will for a little bit. It's like a topical ointment that like gives you some release, but then as soon as it wears off, you're back to uh, needing a fix. My ask to you on this episode is if you're, because if you're listening to this, you've likely had something in your life come up that feels like a pattern, right? An unhealthy, undesirable pattern that you feel like just keeps going around and around. You're not breaking free from and you want out. So look at it and say, is it my relationship with money, with food, with sex, with love, with substances, you know, drugs or alcohol? It can be a lot of different things. My belief is that you can really be addicted to anything. Social media, right? Technology. Am I zoning out? I mean, it's becoming a bigger and bigger issue that people don't really know how to be present. And we're getting that also dopamine addiction. Oh, goodness. There's so many now, right? That um, we would rather just be on our phones, scrolling and scrolling endlessly through TikToks rather than be engaged in the world, rather than take our time to read a good book or look at some of the bigger issues. We can numb ourselves out. When we can also get online and spend hours comparing ourselves to others and feeling even worse, which will lead us to often seek out these false solutions to feel better, right? To me, that's like what the biggest nature of like the substance is, is like you get a quick fix. In reality, all addictions make you feel better in some way, even if it feels like that can't be the case. Like an eating disorder, in a way, it's serving you. A lot of people will speak to how if you develop restrictive disorders like anorexia, you know, you get this sense of validation, of control, when you feel like you can be strong enough to restrict, to limit what you eat, to lose that weight. It becomes miserable. However, in some way, it's serving you. It's feeling that void. It's, it's attending to that wound that says, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy enough. Ultimately, all these things come down to false core beliefs that we're desperately trying to release. But when we use false solution fixations, we're just going around in a circle with it. So again, takeaway, my suggestion for you is to explore. Is there something that I feel like I might be using? Is there a cycle that I'm stuck in? And then next week, I'm going to talk more about how we can begin to break these specific cycles, right? I can go into specifics around money, food, sex, substances, all that good stuff. Because there is a way. It is possible. And I know how difficult it is because I'm on that journey too. I still have, we, most of us spend our whole life healing. There's rarely a person who's like, I did it. I'm done. I worked off my karma. I have nothing to heal. I'm just to zend out, you know, Buddha for the rest of my life. If you are, awesome. Come on my show and tell us how you did it. But everyone's solution is different. That's what's beautiful. And that's why you can't listen to anyone too closely. Not me or anyone else. I'm just trying to offer. I just kind of get on here and spit out what's in my little brain and what's worked for me because it might work for you. But don't let anybody tell you that their way is the way. You know what I'm saying? Your way is the only way for you. And yours might be a little bit of a mix of what you heard today and what you've heard on another show or in a class or from a parent or a therapist. Okay. So take some time with that. And on the next episode, we're going to look more into some of these fixations, these addictions, these false solutions, and what they look like, how they present themselves, and how we can take the first steps 
to seeing that we're having a bit of a problem with it. That wraps up our solo episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Women Waken podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please do share it with others and come back for more. If anything you heard resonates, leave a review or send me an email at Whitney at womenwaken.com and check out the website, womenwaken.com. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Don't forget to let your light shine and to keep an eye out for your special gifts and magic.